Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Virtual Success Show, where I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Malouf. Hey Matt, how are you? I'm well, Barb, and yourself? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Enjoying all these shows as always, and learning all the time from everything we talk about on these shows. Absolutely, absolutely. And I must say also, I'm loving the warmer weather we're having here in Sydney at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Winter is finished. We're now it into hurts. summer. So for those in the uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, you're heading into your winter now. We don't envy you. (laughs) (laughs) So look, guys, today's show, uh, we've been getting quite a lot of questions, actually, which is great from um, a couple of listeners and some of our clients that actually listen to the show about stuff they'd really like us to address on the show. So today, one of the biggest questions that I get asked and Matt gets asked as well a lot is how often should I talk to my VA? Now, it sounds like a simple question, but like I said, we get this one a lot and people actually are quite confused about it. And even when they figure out how often should I talk to my VA, how should I do it? And how should I make it um, effective? So, Matt, I know with your coaching and in your Stop Doing book and in all the stuff that you teach, you've got this concept of a meeting rhythm, which I thought would be really good for us to delve into today to address this question. Absolutely. And and I, I think... Just as a preface before we get into meeting rhythm, um, I think one of the most important things with communicating with your virtual teams, your virtual assistants, etc., is to um, try and act as if it's no different than if they were sitting next to you in the office. Now, you want to be mindful of that because it's not that you want to be um, picking up Skype or, or, or and the like every five seconds to ask a question. But I think too often we have this separation in this, oh, they're over there, I'm over here, uh, maybe I'll just message them rather than talking to them, etc. Et and we, we create these barriers of communication. I think it's really, really important to um, have rules around communication. And for me, this is whether you're in an office working with people or in a, you know, a remote kind of environment, um, it's knowing when to communicate and in what form to communicate, I think is, is critically important. You know what actually struck me as you were saying that? I don't know. I mean, people who have, and you would know the answer to this because it's probably more the clients that you would talk to. Clients of yours that have physical offices with other team members that are beside them, would they ever ask you the question, how often should I talk to my employees? They, no, they wouldn't. But what they find is that they're uh, often their their teams are coming to them constantly. So yeah, we so it's the opposite think, problem. Yeah. It's the opposite problem. Yeah, um, and it's knowing then when to get them to write a question down, or when is an appropriate time to come. Whereas what I find when working with remote teams is that it's it's often the opposite. So there's more written communication as opposed to jumping on on a Skype call and just quickly. Um, um, conversing with another person. Yeah, that's interesting. So it actually is a problem both sides, but it's actually what we're going to talk about today on this 
podcast is the solution to both problems, funnily enough, but we're obviously addressing it in terms of virtual teams right now. Exactly. So, um, so I think the first thing to establish with this is some communication protocols. And what I mean by that is when is it appropriate to have written communication? When is it appropriate to have verbal communication? When is it appropriate to maybe create a little video to communicate also? Um, because what I find with virtual teams is that too often it falls into um, either Skype or Slack messenger conversations, or even if you don't have those two tools, a lot of people engage in these email to and fro's. Oh, yeah. And, and the challenge with email is that email or written communication for that matter is always read in somebody else's voice and tone. So if I was to write to Barbara, Barbara's reading Matt's communication, but in 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 her um, her voice and tone, and vice versa, coming back. And this is often where uh, misinterpretations or miscommunications occur. Keeping in mind that often your uh, your virtual teams uh, English is their second language. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was thinking there, you're also reading it in uh, your own voice and tone and also in the mood that you have in, on that day. So how often have we read something slightly wrong be, with, you know, because we might, might have been having a tough day or a negative day ourselves and you read something with a different belief or a different tone based on your own mood? Absolutely. So it can Absolutely. happen, yeah. And then when we talk about meeting rhythm, you know, um, we want to think of meetings as, as the uh, pulse of the business. Uh, so it's a combination of whether it's daily, uh, weekly and or monthly type meetings. Um, I think depending on the roles and the size of your team, a daily huddle can be very, very powerful um, where you can get a, a, a small group. Um, you wouldn't want any more than eight to 10 on, that, on a daily huddle type of meeting. And really what you're asking is three key questions, which is, did you achieve what you set out to achieve yesterday? Yes or no? Did you, uh, what's your main focus for today? And do you need help or are you stuck? And it's a really quick meeting. And what it does is it brings, number one, the team together. Number two, it enables you to understand uh, where everyone is focused for the day. And number three, it encourages collaboration uh, and supporting one another by on that third question, which is, yeah, where am I stuck or where do I need help? Um, so a daily huddle is one form of uh, of communication rhythm uh, on how often you should talk to your VA. Actually, I, on that, Matt, I, I, I actually took that advice probably about six months ago now. I think you had mentioned this daily huddle thing and we were talking about it. And I have to say it has been an absolute game changer in my business. It solved a lot of communication problems that we had. It solved a lot of mistakes that were happening that were nobody's fault, really. It was just that we weren't coming together as a team. Now, just for anyone listening, just from my own experience, what happened with this was I started it out in exactly the format that you're talking about here, and it was a huddle in that way. But we quickly actually realized that that wasn't totally effective for what we were talking about because the problems that we would suffer in the virtual hub in, in my business are what we call the pipelines so matching up the supply and demand of you know clients needing x y and z vas with these skills 
and actually matching everything up. So we just modified it a bit and it works really well. It's still a 15 minute meeting. There's six or seven people on the meeting and each one of us has to update the other on where the pipeline is at in their side and where the challenges are. And and it works. It, it just has solved a lot of problems for us and we have a lot less um, roadblocks, actually. Things get moved forward much faster. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I guess that's a really good point. I think you've got to take the theory of this and adapt it to, to your business and your situation. Um, secondly, is you can do a daily huddle with as little as two people. Yeah. So it, it can be really quick and, and really, really simple. Um, I think then uh, as far as how often should you communicate with your VA, it really comes down to their role. So um, Vanessa, who who is my personal assistant that, that resides in the Philippines, uh, we communicate daily because in her role and in in how she supports me, it's that's what's necessary, and we do that. Um, I'll say the majority of the time uh, verbally via Skype because again it's um, it's quicker, it's easier. We can make sure that the understanding of everything is there, and um, and it works for us. And when I say the majority of the time, given the nature of what I do, often I can be on the road, um, and and you know it could I could be presenting for you know six, seven, eight, ten hours. So on those days, uh, Vanessa will uh, send me a daily report, and I'll know what's going on there. Um, but if something's urgent. Um, we have what I call the bat signal where Vanessa will text me and in my break, I will quickly jump on Skype and have a conversation with her. And she know, and there's some rules around using the bat signal. Um, you know, it, she's really good to ask how, how important is it that it gets done then and there? Um, and you know, again, there's only a few things that happen there, but that it enables her to feel supported and be able to know she not feel that she's bothering me. Yeah, I was going to say that because I, I get that a lot. I've said to a few of my team members, oh, for, for X, Y, and Z, you can bother me. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I want you to bother me for a certain certain types of situations. Um, they are never to feel like they can't bother me because people, particularly in the Philippines, will feel, oh, you're busy. I didn't want to bother you. Exactly. Unless you actually give the parameters around which that is expected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and then from there, I think you just need to work out, the, as, again, the appropriate uh, communication rhythm with certain roles. You know, I know um, uh, one of our other team um, I, with the Fortune Institute, Samantha, in her role, we have a formal meeting once a week because uh, that's what supports that role. And then if, if we need to converse in between, um, we set it up and do do that but what we find is because um sam is our event coordinator as we're coming into an event our communication frequency increases straight after an event it sort of drops off and so it's it's getting clarity around people's roles and responsibilities and what's what you need from them and what they need from you and, and you know making that happen i think the last thing i'll just say on this topic is um, don't be too rigid with it. So, because you know we have good parameters and rhythms, etc. 
But all in all, you're dealing with people. If someone needs you, uh, and just what you were just saying, Barb, you know, we have the same. If you need me or whoever it is in the in, in our company, just call them. What we do is we just have a really little, little simple um, where we'll ping somebody beforehand, just go, you free, question mark. You know what I mean? Just so that because yeah. sometimes, you know, when you you could be in the middle of doing something and someone just calls, um, whereas, and we just, you know, again, it's it's emulating as if, if if someone was sitting next to me in the office, I wouldn't just walk up to them and start talking to them. Yeah, you'd say, say you got a second, yeah. you got a second, right? So we, we, we extend that same courtesy in a virtual environment also. Look, I love that you brought up the rigidity thing because as you were talking, I was thinking, in my experience, um, sometimes clients or VAs might say, oh, well, we do the meeting, but it's not really working. And I think, well, in the beginning of a relationship with a virtual assistant or a virtual team, I still think having, in the very, very beginning, having a 10-minute daily huddle with that person, particularly if it's just you and a VA, is so powerful. And then over time, you'll find that you might go to twice a week together. Um, But if you're finding that in between the communication is elevating again or the mistakes are elevating, then go back to the 10-minute huddle every day. Go right back to that and then see where, you know, eventually you will discover a meeting rhythm together that works really, really well. Um, Another thing that I brought in as well, so I have the the 10-minute daily huddle and there are some days where we think, well, there's nothing really to talk about today, but we still do it. It is a non-negotiable. And for me as the leader of the business, I make sure that it doesn't matter what is happening in my day, 90, like 90% of the time I will be on that huddle because I've made the commitment to the team that I'm going to be there and I've put it at a time that I know is going to work for me every day. That's not going to be possible for everyone listening to this, but for me it is. But the other thing I introduced is the 30-minute once a week, uh, once a week full team huddle. Now, this is quite an interesting one because we've got about 15 people on that call and it's 30 minutes and everybody has three minutes for the floor. Pretty much. So there's a bit of chit-chat. But what I find about that meeting, sometimes we're updating each other on stuff that we've already kind of updated some of us on, but it brings the whole team together. And there's always people on that call that haven't yet heard the bit that somebody else is working on. And it serves two purposes for me. It works really well to create culture within the team and bring people together. And number two, it makes it very apparent if somebody isn't at the level the rest of the team are at and they feel it deeply and that's if somebody isn't pulling their weight or isn't doing what they say they're doing it becomes very apparent on that call um and it kind of creates a bit of friendly competition that people are like oh they're doing really well i should up my game so it it serves a bit of a kpi purpose as well absolutely absolutely and i love that i love how what you were just talking then each person gets time on the floor because I think too often in meetings, uh, you, you know, the same people can be talking uh, in a meeting time. all the time. Yeah. Whereas this provides uh, you know, equal opportunity for everybody. Um, and, you know, those that aren't as confident over time become more confident. And Yeah, they do, yeah. It's, it's, it, that's really, really good. Look, I think the long and short of it here is, particularly with virtual teams, um, over-communicate. I think too often where I see it breaking down is there's this under-communication, there's not enough communication, there's too much written communication uh, and not enough just jumping on and having quick uh, verbal communi- uh, verbal you know, 
chats or meetings and the like. And in actual fact, it makes life so much easier. So, um, you know, my, my advice in, in this is to, to if you're asking how often should I talk to my VA, then the answer is probably more than you currently are. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And look, if I could just leave the listeners with one more tip from me, I was just thinking, I have a rule and, and some people would think this is overkill, but it, again, it has worked really well for us in sort of removing uh, problems. We have a little rule that even when we have a meeting and we discuss something, because we use Asana so heavily, you still have to go. So that person still has to go in and comment on the task. So because there's other people that may not have been in that meeting that need to be aware. So it'll be something like as discussed X, Y and Z. And it also shows me that that person has fully understood there's no holes or confusion around what was said on the call. And there's no like, oh, do you not remember I told you that on the call? Now, that that's just in the nature of our business that we have to have that kind of level of communication, I guess, and rhythm and uh, oversight for me. It won't work for everyone, but I, I do find that it, it solved a lot of problems for us. Absolutely. Mis- miscommunications. Yeah. And for those those listeners that aren't aware of Asana, Asana is a project management tool, which in in many instances is the glue between yeah. uh, you and your virtual teams. And it's it's free for most people. And we're still on the free one. Hope Asana's not listening. <laughs> I probably should go to the paid one now. But yeah, so guys, you know, how often should I talk to my VA? As I said, it's a question we get all the time. Matt gets it all the time. So it is something that is... Um, is out there. And as Matt said, if you're actually asking that question, then start to communicate more, particularly just do it, do, do it more and more effectively for a while and you will get your own rhythm. You'll discover what works for you and your team. Absolutely. Well, Bob and, and to those listeners, thank you once again for an amazing show. Um, please, uh, we'd love to hear your comments or feedback or thoughts on this show and we'd love a review also to be able to start spreading the word of virtual success out to many, many more listeners out there. Uh, and until next time, Barb, you have a, a wonderful week and, uh, and we'll chat soon. Yeah, great. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.